good evening or good morning to everyone. Let me see the comments. Let me know who's on. I want to speak to you quick. Um, and I want to use tonight to answer some questions that we've had. Um, good morning, of course. Greetings to everyone that is on. Let me say this first of all, also as disclaimer, so that I can flow freely. Um, it's not compulsory for you to be on um, for many reasons. We've got um, an amazing, probably our best service yet to happen in the morning. So I know people have to work towards that. Um, um, and yeah, it's last minute that I've said this for many reasons. Some people may not be on already. That's fine. It's not compulsory. What's compulsory is that you make sure that you hear the word. So if you have to catch up, that's fine. And I mean that sincerely. Um, of course, greetings to the Manchester team who are still <laughs> on your way back from Manchester. It's a good burden to have. Um, I want to congratulate you tonight on the hard work, this successful takeover today. And of course, I want to congratulate the Birmingham team from yes for the works on Friday. Um, not only them, we've had our brothers and sisters, our brothers, especially in Belgium, active this week as well. I want to greet you. I want to congratulate you, commend you for the work. Um, and look, it's clear that we're getting into a certain dimension. Yeah, it's clear that we're getting into a clear dimension, um, a dimension of power, a dimension of the word. And that's the reason why we are speaking the word. There's a rush, there's a flow of word in the family. And it will only be for you to deliberately close your eyes to not be able to see that we're entering into something. You have to deliberately close your eyes. Um, but even with that, that's not what I want to get into. I kind of, can you get a fan in here for me, please? Yeah. So, I'm always criticized for me speaking to the house and then people being able to catch up later. Um, I thought catching up is still fine. So that's why I'm doing an audio broadcast. Um, and hopefully I saw, um, was, what was it that I was going to say? I saw the worship going on in um, the Manchester um, coach. Um, so let's speak word. Yeah, are you ready for the word tonight? Yeah. I want to answer a question that I partly answered or very simply answered. Um, some of your leaders or um, one of your leaders asked the question based on the words that I shared with the house last night. Um, last night I spoke to the house um, and of course the recording has been shared so I assume that some of you, many of you, some of you, whatever is correct, has gone back to listen or to catch up with that word. And I do encourage that anyone that finds themselves as part of the wealth family, do make sure that you um, you go back over that word. We're finding confidence in the fact that the word of God is providing us the strength to keep going. I think this week we started and as a family, having heard the words that PT spoke to us from last Sunday, from the first day before that, we came to understand that for us to be able to push to the next level, we must be willing. 
Are you with me, everyone? We must be willing. It is because of how willing we are that we get up at this time and we're speaking the word. And we're doing so not providing an excuse as to why we cannot wake up on time to do the things we have to do in the morning. This is a sacrifice that we have consciously taken up. So I want to speak to the soldiers because this is the only way we're going to keep being successful and prosper in the things that we're being called to do. So in case you didn't hear the word yesterday, there was a question or there was something I said in the word. Um, actually, let's, let's start off with the scripture that kind of got us into this um, this week. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Then I'll get into what I said yesterday, just a comment. And then I'll get into the question and then I'll give you the answer. And then we'll close tonight. Go on. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Read for me. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. So in case we are still battling with the religious ideas in our minds, I want you to remind yourself of this scripture that God said through his prophet, if you're going to eat the good things of this land, you are going to have to be willing and obedient. If I want to speak to you or if I want to title what I'm speaking to you this early morning or these early hours of the morning, if I want to title you, uh, this word, I'm going to call it willing obedience. Yeah? Yeah? Don't worry, you get, you understand why this is the case because I want to answer a question. But before we get there, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. So when we look at um, um, celebrities of our days, they are sometimes considered as superhumans. When you see what they've been able to do in their career, in their spaces, it almost looks like they're superhumans. I've seen people crying and fainting for human beings that they consider super because they were willing to see through what was in their hearts. A young man believes that he can become the best footballer in the world at the point of having nothing. And he is willing enough to see that vision, that passion through. In being willing, it's going to cost you. You're going to sweat blood. I'm going to that scripture. You're going to sweat blood. You're going to deny yourself of many things that are freely given to you. You're going to deny yourself of what everyone, your shape, your age, your look can do. There are even some things given by God that you will reject. You know, it's like because we know that God is leading this family, that family, the nation family into nations. PT said that even if, you remember the saying he's been saying for years, words like or sayings like, um, I may want to, but I cannot because of what destiny vision brought us into a place of accepting certain restraints we voluntarily or we we um happily submitted ourselves into the prison of god's word because of a vision that we have come to accept a vision that was spoken to us a vision that we heard and a vision that we came to believe so I want to remind you of this again 
I want you guys listening to me, whether you're in the Manchester bus and the um, coach coming from Manchester, whether you're at your homes, I want you to hear this carefully. It's not going to be because you prayed a lot that you eat the good things of the land. Really, what we need to be asking ourselves, as we've been asking ourselves all week, is how willing are you? And you see the thing about willingness, it's not a talk thing, it's seen. Willingness is observed. I want to not rush this because what I'm going to say, so that's why we had to pray in the house, because what I'm going to say is quite simple but can be easily misunderstood. Willing obedience is what I'm speaking to you about. If we're going to eat the good things of this land, if Manchester is going to open up its wells to us, if Birmingham is going to open up its wells to us, if Ireland, if France, if Belgium, if Europe, if the United Kingdom are going to open up the wells to us, they will not just come. What will have to happen? We will have to show how willing we are to see it through. When a pastor told me or our senior leaders gives us certain targets, when our house leaders give us certain targets, how would you achieve it? It's going to be based on how willing the people of that house, the leaders there, the lieutenants, how willing they are to see that through. I just thought, and I've been thinking about the nation, the nation got to where we've got to because people like Pastor Toby and those attached, we who attached to him, we were just willing. I want you to remember, and I won't go into this today, but I want you to remember that if love is in play, there are certain laws that will be broken. Love does not allow things to restrict it reaching what it needs to reach. Love dies if it needs to. Are you hearing me tonight? Love dies if it has to. Love gives up everything, including their status, if they have to, because of the target set for them. So I was saying to some people in the house today that if I was going to detail or explain what the family is or the function of the family to a complete or a person that's the furthest away from religion, one of the things I would use to describe the nation is that we're a house of targets. Why is it when people look at the way you deal with finances or the finances you have, when they see how willing, how loving you are to go and rent out a place for other people to not be doing wrong things on the street, but they can be socializing with you, with a Manchester team, with a Birmingham team, why we can open people or open our houses to randomers. When people see these things, you do know that they don't see this as normal. But why is it so normal to you? Targets made us cut above the rest. We got so consumed and we were so willing to meet targets that when before £1,000 looked like something huge, £1,000 given makes you unsettled now. Please remember the times when £1,000 was something you could not dare give. But there was a target set over the house. What you're going to have to do is keep showing me um, comments as well. They, they got to a place where a thousand pounds was like almost a million to some of us. But what happened, the more target was said to us, the more our willingness grew towards those targets. And as that willing character came about and we were able to reach these targets, it set a whole new bar. That became something small to us. 
I want to get into scripture in a moment, but I have to say this to you because I want to completely remove the, the false spiritual idea that makes me think that something is just going to happen. Let me say this to you, well, family. Do not be deceived by your age. Nothing is just going to happen. But what will happen is that God's word will begin to create a bond within us that will be stronger and stronger. Men and women amongst us will grow more determined, will become more hungry, will be a desperate collection of people who will know that whatever it needs to be done or whatever needs to be done to achieve a thing, we're willing to do it. We will not begin to allow a moral compass to deny us the things that God is saying is for us. He said, if you are willing. So I started to see celebrities. I started to see sports people. I started to see people who um, gained ways in, in finance or in property or whatever. I started to realize one consistent character amongst them. They were willing. And you see what's, uh, what's painful the Christians to whom the land was given to or the land was promised, they're not eating of the good of the land. Why? They're expecting God to come and do it for them. So I want to answer a question that was asked by one of your leaders. And yesterday I started to say that we've spoken about willingness. So because of time, and I don't want to make this long, by the way. But because of time, I'm going to ask you, you find these words. If you have not had them given to you, put it in the chat and let someone send it to you. But yesterday, I started to say that God is so willing. He sets challenges with the men he calls. What did God do with Abraham? He told Abraham. He whispered to Abraham. He had a private conversation with Abraham that he did not even include a Sarah in. He told an Abraham, look, in the case of Isaac, let me tell you what I would do if I were you, Abraham. My only son, I would sacrifice in order to take what was mine. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? God actually was whispering, speaking to the heart of Abraham, saying to Abraham that if I was in your position, do you know that I would sacrifice my son? If Abraham would now agree if Abraham will now be known as a friend of God, if Abraham will be a father of many nations, in other words, God to many nations, if he would take the form and the image of God, he's going to have to match up the willing power, the willingness of God. So God's saying that I will sacrifice my son. Abraham must do the same if he will be on the same um, um, pedestal as him. If he will be on the same height if he will be welcome to the same table with God. And so you look throughout scriptures, you see the character of God. How many times God posed, what did he say of David? He said, David was a man after my own heart. Why did David, why, and I said this to you the other day, why did David keep the kingdom? We saw it, he was sustained by his willing spirit. God said that every challenge I posed into the heart of David, David matched it. And that's why I can say that David is like me. Please, I need you to hear me before I, get, I show you a scripture. To answer with scripture the question you asked me, Remy. 
What God is looking for is when he starts. So in case you don't understand what that means, if you start to hear the word from either Pastor Obi or Pastor Toby saying of you that you should give in the five figures, that's God saying that if I were you, that's what I would do. If you want to walk with me, show me how willing you are. In a relationship, it's not that one person gives 100%. Both parties, must, both parties must give 100%. What makes them equals is that they both put equal effort. So look at the case. I then made a bold statement. And we looked into the life of Jesus. So I said it in passing that, do you know that even the son of man almost could not match what God was willing to do? God as a father was willing to lose his son. You know, not only that, in case you don't understand, yeah, I want you to hear me carefully because I know some of the things I will say to you may sound mad. Christ almost, let me not say Christ, sorry. Jesus, the son of man, almost did not match what Isaac was willing to do. Did you see Isaac complain when his father was willing to kill him? So it was on the account of people like Isaac through whom the seed will come through, that God, that Christ had to build up his willing, he had, his will, sorry, he had to build up or he had to showcase to a generation how willing he was because if he's going to be matched or be in this, um, in the function or in the image of Isaac, he must do what Isaac was willing to do. Again, Isaac was conscious. He, he became aware that his father was going to kill him. Are you still listening to me? I'm going to keep saying this because I need us to get to somewhere. Christ, when I said to you yesterday that Christ, oh, sorry, Jesus was almost not able to match what God was willing to do. Let's move past that. He was almost not able to match what Isaac was willing to do. As for Isaac, he was quiet. When it came to Christ, he had to pray. So let's look at this scripture, Luke chapter 22. And I want you to read from verse 39. That's what I gave you, right? So the question that was asked, so when I made that comment that what we have to do is match the level of um, um, willingness of our fathers. The question that Remy, and just summing it up, was how do we get to a place when we're constantly matching up? Where we're constantly at that frequency? And I said to her, she, of course, it was m much more detailed of a question. And I said to her, in response, you've actually answered it. The only way to match up the level of willingness of your leader is to be willing. And I want to show you that from scripture. You must be willing to be willing. No, so again, there's something that Pastor Toby sees over the Fuel family or sees over the whole family. We must be willing to agree with what he sees concerning us. Your giving is how you see yourself. But you see, you have to be willing to match up and agree. Not by talks, but by results. We must be willing to match up the result or the, the mind that God has, that leadership has for us. So look at this story. Look at the famous story of the Garden of Gethsemane, the prayer found there. From verse 39, read for me, go on. 
Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. Yeah. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. Yeah. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them. So let's just pause there. First of all, he says, this is what we're praying about. I want to open up scriptures or let the Holy Spirit speak to us now. He says, this is what we're coming here to pray. We're praying for, go back to verse 40. What does it say? On reaching the place, he said to them, yeah. pray that you will not fall into temptation. He said to them, this is our prayer point. He says, pray that you will not fall into temptation, meaning that you have the responsibility over this prayer. I can't necessarily pray this on behalf of Afo. You know, I, I want to, if this was going to be longer, or a longer word, I would have started earlier because it was actually before here that Christ said to Peter, actually he said to Simon, he said, Simon, Simon, that the devil wishes to sift you. But I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail you. But when you have turned back, he said, strengthen your brothers. Interesting things. Now, here he goes and he says, I prayed for you then. But you see, in this case, I can't pray for you. He says, here, I can't pray for you. What, why are we speaking the word at this time? I'm trying to make you aware of the responsibility you carry to keep going. The responsibility you have. And when I mean, and I, I don't even want to be dispassionate or shouting like this, but I want you to hear me this. When I've said to you that nobody else can help you prosper at a certain degree, you need to see these scriptures well. He said, look, I'm bringing you to an atmosphere. I'm bringing you to a certain environment. And here you must understand, here, this is where we're praying. All of us has to pray. Even I as son, I have to pray that I will not fall into temptation. What would the, te the temptation be? We're going to read it in a moment, but I'll tell you in advance. The temptation of giving up his will for yours. That's the temptation because there are certain, I'm speaking about willing obedience. There are certain situations. Let me actually say this because I don't, this is not meant to be a long word. Do you know that obedience is not convenient? Obedience is not convenient. There was actually a time that the prophet actually put on the same table, put on the same height, obedience and sacrifice. Sacrifice is never something done in the sacrifice will always be inconvenient to you. It will always be an inconvenience. But the prophet actually said there's a realm even higher than sacrifice. It's called obedience, meaning it will cost you. There's no obedience that will not cost you. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on this another day because it's early in the morning. So he says to us, on reaching the place, on reaching, I, I want you to never forget like the beginning of the year, whenever you see the word place, you also have to understand that as realm. On reaching, we've been speaking the word. We've been giving. We've been passionately trying to win souls. We've been putting money into souls. All of these things has been moving us to a realm. And it's in that realm that I now say to you that we get here and we begin to pray. Pray that you take ownership. Leaders, are you listening to me? 
everyone, I hope you're listening to me, that we must all take ownership, responsibility, that we will not fall into temptation. In case you've ever, in case you've ever highly esteemed yourself, that's why I had to show you this scripture because even the son of man realized that he had to pray. He was not going to bank on his own strength. So he says, on reaching the realm, on reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. Go on. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them. Yeah. Knelt down and prayed. Okay. What did he pray? Go on. Father, if you are willing, go on. Take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. So let's start this. Do you understand what the scripture says? He says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Again, with time in your own time, go and read the scripture. Earlier on, he's already had the last supper. He's already said to his disciples, this is my cup, the cup of this covenant. He says, drink it. So what I'm trying to show you here is that he knew what needed to be done. But what he was looking for was another way. He agreed that death must be. He agreed that there must be a recovery plan and scheme set in place for the generation. Tonight's word or today should be called generation part two, right? What I'm trying to say to you, he knew that there was a generation needed to be one. He agreed with it. But do you know what? He did not totally agree. This is the son of man. He did not agree or he would, at this point, he was not as willing no, but that will confuse you. He, he was afraid because he died as a human being. We must never take that. That's part of our core belief. He died as a man. He says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. So in other words, is there another way around this? Must I go through this um, um, punishment, torment? Must I go through this suffering? So he says, if there's another way around your will, please. So what he was saying, and why I had to correct myself when he said he's not willing. No, he was actually very willing. He was just hoping that there was another way. So this is why, and, and I'm taking my time to say this, because I said to you, it's very simple what I want to say, but it can be easily misunderstood. He was aware of what must happen. But he was not sure on why it had to happen like this. So he was looking if there was another way. But you see, the way with God is that with certain things that God needed us to do, with certain, um, how do I say this now? Um, you know, Christ said one day that I am the truth, the way, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life, right? So in certain regards, there are certain things that can only be done a specific way. The only way to prosperity is giving. You know, sometimes you'll be saying, I don't, is there another way? I agree that we must prosper. But is there another way around this? Is there another way? Sometimes us trying to find a work, when God is saying, find the word, is us saying, God, is there another way around me reaching these targets? So he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Carry on reading for me. Let's get through this. Go on. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, 
he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Go on. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. So let's go back. Go back to verse 43. Read it for me again. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So, you know, I answered earlier on saying that if you're going to match up the willingness or um, how willing God is, how willing your leader is, the targets. Let me just say it simply like that. If you're going to meet the target that your leader or God is setting for you, you must be willing to be willing. So look at what happens if you're willing. You know, what brought about the angel from heaven appearing to him and strengthening him? Read 42, actually. Father. Please, I hope you're not distracted on the buses or at home. I hope you look into the scripture carefully. He says, Father, if you are willing, if there's another way, I'm still willing to get to the end goal. But the way to it is what I'm trying to find another way. It says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. But this is the key part. Go on. Yet not my will, but yours be done. That statement was a declaration that even though I do not um, accept or I am not comfortable with your way, I am willing to go there either way. So because of that statement, oh, I'm going to show you something. Now I'm thinking of scriptures now. He says, because of this statement, because you are able to say, yet not my will, but your will be done. Look at what happened as a response to that. 43. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. I've constantly challenged you when reading scriptures, only accept things that you can find patterns of. Because it's not fair. There's been times that I've been weak. Why has an angel not appeared to me? No, angels did. But our understanding was messed up. So this was not a supernatural activity. How are you strengthened? What did the angel do? I am made to believe that it wasn't that he laid hands on Jesus. I'm made, I want to see comments as well. I'm made to believe it wasn't that he laid hands on Jesus. It's not that a wind blew. I'm made to believe by pattern of scripture that a word was spoken to him. Checking scriptures, whenever angels came to men, when they were weak, let's look at Gideon, for example. The angel came, did not do anything supernatural like laying hands or blowing on him. What he did was speak the word that turned a weak man into a mighty man of valor. What does the angel of the Lord come to do? So it doesn't sound so spiritual. If you're going to be strengthened to match up the level of will, I said to you in the answer that in ev if you hear the words I'm speaking, it's an expression of where I am. That's the answer I gave. However, with that expression, a word comes so that you can meet up with that expression. So if in case you're asking yourself, why have we been speaking the word so much? It's because the target that God has put on our back is huge. 
but he knows the only way that we can match up with that level of willingness, he has to give us a word for it. So we saw Gideon. We saw David. David was at one point discouraged, but the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. He read words to himself. But so that you don't think that I'm just naming things, let's look at a scripture, Daniel chapter 9 quickly. Daniel chapter 9, just start reading, let me see. In the first year of, da of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Mede by descent. No, this will be long. Jump to verse 20, but read quickly for me. While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and making my request to the Lord my God. So in, in sh let me just, so I can save you time and you can understand context here. Yeah? What happened was Daniel discovered there's an issue. And he started praying. He started fasting. Hoping to know, hoping to receive what he needed to, to be able to carry out what he's read. There was meant to be the deliverance of his people. So now he needs some kind of intervention. But look at God's greatest intervention. While he was speaking and praying, forget the confessing sin, but while he was inter um, um, petitioning before God, as he was praying like Christ was, look at what happened, verse 21. While I was still in prayer. While I was still in prayer, what happened? Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier... The angel will still always be referred to as the man. He said, write to the angel of the church. Who is the angel of the church? A man. While I was still in my heart asking questions, how would I be able to give 100K? How I was while I was still in my heart praying, questioning how we will reach um, 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 Europe, how we will take if leaders are praying constantly in their hearts. How would we take a Manchester? How would we take a Birmingham? How would we take a Belgium and all these different places? How would we take the creative world? If you're still in that place of prayer, what will God present to you? An angel, but is, you will know him as a man. While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man. But we know that Gabriel is an angel. But he was recorded and documented in the way you must know him as a man. What does Pastor Toby look like to you? We fought and we were deceived into saying oh, we're going to see a, um, um, a random extraterrestrial being dressed in white come and visit us. But it's never happened. But guess what happened when we started to pray? In case you're still thinking what does this mean? How many times have you had questions? that you wanted an answer for, then all of a sudden you hear Pastor Toby speak and he gives you a straight answer. Are you not strengthened by that? But I'm going somewhere because you see the strengthening is specific. The strengthening is not just saying, I am strong. There's a character to this strength. This strength is something. I'll wrap up with this. Don't worry, I'll wrap up. It's getting late. Read, read for me. What does he say? While I was still in prayer, while I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. Oh, let's leave that. Every time you see sacrifice, it's a call of obedience. Verse 22, go on, go on, I'll wrap up, go on. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, 
I have now come to give you insight and understanding. Please, I want you to note this down. What is your strength? Insight and understanding. Did you hear me? This is the simple things I wanted to share with you tonight as it was laid on my heart. What is the strengthening of the, if we're trying, if we're going to say as we saw in Luke 22, what, how does God or how does angels or how did the angels strengthen Christ? They gave him insight and understanding why it must be like this. He gave them insight. What was Daniel missing? What made him stronger than others plagued with the issues in Babylon? He had insight and understanding. The more I was willing to give, the more I was willing to give, the more I gained understanding on why we give. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come. To give you insight and understanding. So if we look at Luke 22, don't go there yet. But when we look back at that scripture, when the Bible says, when he said, not, your, um, not my will, but your will. When he started to ask God, is there not another way around this? The reason why he can ask things like that and he, the reason why he almost gave up was because he didn't truly know. He says, if you look at the Ephesians prayer and look at all the prayers that Paul began to pray for the people, not only in the Ephesians church, when he began to, in the church in Ephesus, when he wanted to speak to the church in Colossae, he always prayed a prayer that you may receive wisdom so that you may know. Strength is in your knowledge. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you, well, family? His strength is in your knowledge. What does the angel of the Lord come to do? So you see, right now, Tumashe, right now, you have the ability to give him five figures. What I've done in giving you that target is make you start praying, asking questions, petitioning before God. But the more you pray, the more you're petitioning these things, guess what happens? Then a word comes to you. That word, another man cannot hear it. Because you should have prayed so that you do not fall into temptation. So these words don't visit us as a people. No, as many peoples. It must visit us as a person. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why the person next to you, it's not like they're working extra or more hours than you. But they're able to key into a certain level of finances. Why? What happened is that when a target was given to them, they were willing to meet that target, but they were, they were low in strength, meaning they, they were void of understanding and insight. So what happened, the more they asked, then God, through the word, gave, says, I have only come to give you insight and understanding. All of a sudden, as Peter began to sp speak more, as I'm hearing the leaders speak, I'm starting to realize more and more, as I'm speaking, as I'm yielding or availing myself to speak the word, do you know what I'm realizing? I'm seeing things that I didn't see before. My eyes are opening. It's making me stronger than the next person because I know. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and understanding. Carry on reading before we go back to Luke 22 and I'll wrap up. As soon as you began to pray, a word went out. Do you see that? As soon as you began to pray, 
As soon as you began to question, as soon as you began to petition, a word went out. But why must you keep fighting to know? Because there are certain things holding back that word. I don't want to get too deep into this. He says, as soon as you began to pray, the moment, so the moment the word came to you and you start to engage with that word that I'm meant to be given X amount, the answer, the word was sent to you. It's your ability to continually will, be willing, be, um, what's the word? Be willing to obey is what will make that word come closer to you. So someone's asking, why is a pastor Sam speaking the word over and over again? There's a level of wealth that God wants to give him. There's a love, level of wealth that God wants to give you and I. Not next year, now, in this season. So he keeps making the word come to you. A word went out which I have come to tell you. Why? For you are highly esteemed. Therefore consider what? The word and understand the vision. Consider the word and then you will understand the target. All that the angel comes is again, he's not coming to give you anything supernatural like the ceiling lifting. He's just going to come to you with another word. But it's the word. And if you can consider that word well, you will understand the vision. You will understand the target. Verse 24, quickly. 77s are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish. Transgression to put an end to sin. To atone for wickedness. To bring in everlasting righteousness. Luke 22, let me wrap up with this. Because this is what I've come to say to you this, this early hours of the morning. Luke 22, go back to verse 41. Also, he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, mm. knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. What happened? As the word came to him, he grew more determined. Yes. His effort and the exertion of strength became visible in a manner that others could not understand. We still don't understand how someone sweats out blood. But what happened? As he heard the word, he fought more. He fought against himself more. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like Drops of blood fall into the ground. What am I coming to say to you tonight? There's a willing obedience required. I want to stop here, but there's a scripture I actually want to read to you. There's a scripture and you'll find it for me. He says that um, um, if anyone wills to do, if anyone wills to, to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine. Find me that scripture. It's John 7. Let me end with this. Let me see your comments. I'm going to end with this. These are the words we need to hear, guys. I want to show you because, again, what I've just said to you, it will sound like uh, Pastor Obi is trying to put things together. I'm only showing you patterns. Angels do not come to do the extraordinary per se. They come to give you a word. 
And the way Daniel must document, must see him and document him as is a man. If not, it will be unaccountable. Have you found the scripture? In the New King James, go on. If anyone wills to do his will. If anyone, look at this family. He says, if anyone wills to do his will, what will happen? He shall know concerning the doctrine. Do you understand this scripture? You know, when word opens up to us here, it gives us greater confidence. We're strengthened. I don't grow weaker speaking the word. We grow stronger because we're growing in knowledge. Look at what Christ said here. He says, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know. Okay, let me help you break that down in a simple way. I need everyone to hear this. You know, we think, how do I say this? We say that we disobey because we misunderstood. Because we didn't understand, we disobey. What this scripture is actually saying is that because you disobeyed, you don't understand. This is why we needed to pray. I'll repeat that. If anyone wills to do his will, meaning if you're willing to be obedient, you will know. Did you read the scripture that we just read? Christ, actually from Luke 22, he was willing to obey God's way. So God gave him strength. What was strength? Insight and understanding. If God sees that you're willing to obey that target, let me say this to you. If you don't understand the way to the next level of your target, it's actually God saying that you're disobedient. I know that sounds mad, but what he's saying is that you're not willing to obey. With the target of 10K, some of your sisters or some of your brothers have said, okay, I want to do 10K. Let me tell you something, and I'm sorry that I'm saying this only now. With getting that target, there's a certain life that you will show. Remember that the obedience of Christ was seen in his body. He sweated out blood. Is this too deep tonight, guys? Are you sure? He actually, his body showed how willing he was. Remember I said willingness is not what you're saying. It's something that can be observed. So what he was saying here is that when we think, we think we disobey because we never understood the word. Why do we disobey certain things? Because we felt like we didn't understand. But Christ is actually saying, no, um, Pharisees, should you really be willing to obey, you would have known. I want to end with this. I'm just going to stop it. If you are willing to obey, you would have known. Understanding would not be void for you. Because God would have seen that you were willing to know. You were willing to obey. My obedience enables me to know. God searches the heart of you and I. If I put money in this guy's hands, will he obey me? And sometimes God looks at our level of immaturity and says, at this point, even if he wanted to, he does not have the capacity to obey. So for that reason, I will keep from him the understanding of the way to it. When we say that it's because we don't understand that we disobey, Christ was just saying, no, it's because you disobeyed. You're not willing to obey that you don't understand. 
So when I said willing obedience, what I'm saying is that if God finds you in a realm where you're petitioning against the strength that you are currently, if he sees that you understand a target has been given to you, and you're petitioning and you're showing God in that realm, the reason why you're constantly in the word, the reason why you're constantly talking about your giving as houses. When you're in your house, you're speaking. You're not waiting for your leader. You gather amongst yourselves and you're speaking. You're constantly asking. But you're saying to God, even though I don't understand, I am willing. If God senses that in you and I, then the understanding of the way to it, he will show us. I don't understand if you, I hope you understand how mad this scripture is. If anyone, please read maybe from the, um, verse 15. Let's just see a bit of it. Go on. Just quickly. And the Jews marveled, saying, how does this man know letters, having never studied? Do you understand this? So there were certain things. The Jews had gone through their own way of study. They were saying, how does this man understand, having never been taught? It wasn't their way. And the Jews marveled, saying, how does this man know letters having never studied? He wasn't enrolled into our own curriculum. But he knows. Look at what Christ says, verse 16. Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. Verse 17. If anyone wills to do his will. If anyone in the world family. If anyone listening to me. If anyone truly wills to do his will. Because you see, sometimes, and let me say this to you, and please, I'm, I, I want you to hear me. Sometimes God knows that you've been given, but he knows that another height of giving, you'll be too afraid. You're not willing. Because like I said to you, obedience will cost you. You know, sometimes we think it's just sacrifice, but the man of God, the prophet of God, Samuel said, don't you know that to obey is better than sacrifice? It's more demanding. It will cost you. You will feel the bite of it. It's not like all of a sudden you feel, you're feeling lack right now. You're experiencing lack, let's say. And you're just praying and you're passionately in this because you're hoping that if God sees how serious you are, he's going to give you more money and that more money is going to put you in a more comfortable state. No, actually, that more money and your if God, if, if God strengthens you and you're willing to obey him, that money, giving of that money may make you even more uncomfortable. Do you understand these things? If he, so there's some people that are already panicking at the level of giving. They've made this money, they've raised this investment, they've worked X amount of days and they've bought this money. Or some people are thinking, oh, what happens tomorrow? If I give this money, what happens to this? You're already afraid. God already discerns in you that you're not willing to carry out his will. And he says to us, however, if anyone, maybe if there's one person listening to me tonight, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine. Before we even get to that, he says, he shall know. You will not ask, where did this come from? You will, not be, you will not be void of understanding if you will to know. So I've started to say to myself, I have to make sure that I understand everything in my life is given to me on the basis that I'm a trusted servant. Meaning that it doesn't matter if tomorrow I have all the money in the world. I know it's not mine. 
if I do that, I'm not entitled. I'm not expecting much. So if God says, give up your son, I'm not going to say, but God, that's my son. I've, I've done this for years. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? If God says, give up this, if anyone wills, I'll end it here because I can keep going. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine. He shall know concerning the doctrine. Just stop there. He shall know, like I said to you the other day, actually finish off the, the verse. He shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. You can stop there. So the other day when I took you to Romans 12, saying to you that God's will is to be proved. It says you will know. In other words, when God presents his will, if he says that giving is the way to your next level of finances, for example, it's not a talking matter if you truly are willing to obey. What will happen is that you will experience. You will experience that it's not, you know, when Christ says certain things, when PT says certain things, you will know that I'm not speaking based on my own power. The source of this is God. So this is where God is because we've reached a certain realm. We've reached a certain realm and he's saying, don't say, oh, I've been serving, I've been serving, I'm waiting for the day that I'll be seen. No, God's not looking for that type of heart. He's looking for someone that's just constantly willing to do what he's telling him. So I get why it had to be David. David, upkeep of the sheep, was never going to personally reward him. God loved that. Because he was willing even though there was not a reward. I'm actually speaking to you a level, a demand, a level that's deeper than what we will hear on a Sunday service. What do I mean on a Sunday service? You know our Sunday preachings. The reason why I can't put this in the family chat, in the main family chat, is because people want to hear things that says, oh yeah, things will work out for me. I'm actually saying if we can become more of a servant who do not give ourselves a right to say we can or cannot, it's only what he says we should do. If anyone wills, I think this is where God needed us to go to. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know. You will not be in a place where you don't know. So don't forget this. And yes, my obedience gives me understanding. I want you to remember this. It's not that we disobeyed. It's not that we, um, because of misunderstanding, we disobeyed. It's because we disobeyed that we don't understand. Maybe find me the scripture. I want to close with this. It's just come to the heart. He does not know his way to the city. Along the lines of that. And I'll close with that. Every target being spoken to you is not a, a figure of imagination. It's a reality that is still just kept in darkness. The words that we hear now, the words that is being spoken to us is a light shining. It's a lamp to my feet. It's a light shining on our path. It's showing us the things that God has already prepared for us. Ignorance is one of the worst things. So how do we end this week? When I'm saying these words to you, how do we end it? It's me saying to you that God is saying to us that if anyone truly wills, you can't pretend it. If anyone truly wills to do his will, he shall know. You will know the way to the city. Have you found the scripture for me? Just read it for me. However it said, go on. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15. Go on. The labor of fools wearies them, for they do not even know how to go to the city. What translation is this? NIV. NKJV. 
NKJV. Go on, read it once more. The labor of fools wearies them, for they do not even know how to go to the city. So all these talks, when we're speaking the word, when we're saying there's targets, we're gonna. It's not labor per se. Remember what I told you. Labor is this is labor in terms of toil. That's what we read in the other translation. But remember what I told you last week. Labor in our sense is becoming. It says the labor of fools wearies them. They think it's through hard work they're going to get to it. And the only reason why they're using hard work to try and get somewhere is because they do not know. I always used to think, what do you mean you do not know the way to the city? The city is the most popular place. It's spoken about. It's highly populated. How do you not know the way to the city? Someone would not direct you. It's speaking something deeper, guys. If we are willing to obey, guys, if we are willing, if we believe that if God blesses us with millions of pounds, if millions come, if we get to, a, if businesses like it's going to happen, start to get to the next level of, of um, um, projection or the next level of, of um, what's the words, like people seeing it, your, or, of visibility, if we get there, if money is trusted to the guys that believe that they're meant to be financiers of the work, to the women that believe they're meant to be the Phoebes of the work, if you believe, if God can find those people, I want to I say this to you, if God can find those people who would say, I was saying yesterday, I think in the word, that God is looking for those whose hearts are loyal, committed. Those are the type of people he's constantly looking for. With little, they're faithful. With much, they're faithful. It doesn't change. If God can find Pastor Obi as faithful, as someone that will obey, if, if he gets to a place of millions, of tens of millions, of billions, whatever it is, if God asks him to give me not just 100%, but 150, meaning go and try and raise much, he's not going to say, oh no, we can't do this because, you know, to keep the business, we have to do this. That's God saying that I want to give him, but he's not willing. If anyone wills to do, I'll stop here. Do you want to read something? Defin Go on, read it. Go Definition on. of willing. Go on. Ready, eager, or prepared to do something. To be happy to do something if it is needed. A willing person does their work energetically and enthusiastically. Do you see all of these things? It's without complaint. The moment that God starts to see in our hearts, you know, uh, money has come into your... You know there's some people that will not make it clear the money that's come to their hands. Do you know why? They're not really willing to give that money. They're afraid of the instruction that will require a certain level of obedience. So they hide it. And some people that they've been put so put together and they say, that business, I love something that um, Pastor Paul said yesterday. I've known the word and it's because of the words that what I say to you will work. You will know your sector, but you must never think the sector is what produces I want to end it here. Let me end it here because if not, we'll drag it too late. What I want to end with is what was the strengthening? How do we level up to a level of willingness? What happens is that the angel comes and strengthens us. What does the angel, who is the angel? The man assigned to you. What does that man do? He gives you the word. That word is insight and understanding. What makes you strong is that you now understand why it must be like this. 
If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know. I'll end it here. Family, we're getting into a place, again, like I said earlier, and I'm wrapping up here, you have to close your eyes intentionally to not see. That we've never as a family been where we are now. Every leader has to work together. And if anyone is not totally willing to be, um, to be unified with one another, God will start to draw you out. And do you know what I've learned about God? God can bless you on your way out. Do you hear what, and again, you think, think from Ishmael, think, for, think from Esau to Jacob even. When you're on your way out, he can bless you so that he can keep his house in in intact. We have to be more knitted than ever. We have to be more aggressive. We must be more desperate and willing, thirsty and hungry. We must understand, yes, as successful as Birmingham and Ma Manchester is, there is a goal. So that hunger is not satisfied. Are you hearing me? If we're willing to do his will, he, we shall know. And I believe what God is going to start to do, having spoken this word, people are just going to say to themselves, God, I'm not trying to be anything. Not trying to prove any other thing. I'm only trying to do your will. And all of a sudden, your eyes will begin to see. If I had time, I would have taken you now into the time of prayer where he starts to pray that you, um, you have the spirit of wisdom that they may know. Maybe, why am I rushing? Colossians chapter 1 in the message. Now I start to understand what Paul was praying. It's left in if God can share that knowledge with you. Go on quickly. From verse 9, go on. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will. You know, I've forgotten that it still says his will here. What is it that Paul was Paul just knew if you can be attuned, if you can be, ma if you can match his will and so acquire what? A thorough understanding. Uh, scripture is beautiful. You know, and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. Remember that he, what did he say of Moses? He to the children of Israel, he revealed the acts, but to Moses, he revealed his ways. People who are willing to obey what he would say. Tomorrow you're going into service. Let me just close this. Don't worry about praying. We're going into service. How do you approach service? How do you prepare for when service goes live? In your heart, you have a resolve. Whatever the man of God, whatever our father, Pastor Toby, says to us, I am willing to do. If you do that as the word is coming, he will reveal, he will open your eyes, give you insight and understanding. You will know and have a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. Verse 10, and we'll wrap up. We pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. Let's just stop it there. I'll close tonight We'll about to have an amazing service as the family, but we're moving into a realm. We're in a realm. Now you have to take responsibility, everyone, praying that I'm not going to fall into the temptation of choosing my will over his. 
I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to be afraid of what uh, an investor will say to me. I'm just going to do what the nation is asking. And you will never have a better day yesterday than your today. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye, guys.